in your ear. Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave. I'm J-Bone. And I'm Suzanne. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. it. Does it Wait. suck now? Yeah. Oh, my guitar is coming. Solo, you're not going to like narrate the whole podcast the whole time. And then, and then Dave, is this how we watch movies with you? This is also not my first time I've done this. Yeah, it's right. You're, you're pod splaining to her. Didn't you do, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Scream? Team Off. Oh, you team did off. Team Off. <laughs> I like it. Oh, was that when I couldn't be there? I don't remember doing Teen Wolf. Uh, you were there for that. The one I you think, missed was yeah. Pretty Tank. Yeah, you did Teen Wolf. This was uh, a full yeah. house. You, me, and your brother, or wait, no, not you. Solo, me, me and your brother did two did hours I, of Pootie Tang without you. Did I offend Mike somehow? <laughs> Mike Remember? left. Mike well, farted Solo. and Solo. had to leave his own room. This is a wonderfully chaotic beginning. Solo, what movie did we watch? Tell us about it. We watched uh, 1999's classic vignette, um, I don't know, classic movie, <laughs> movie from <laughs> Doug Lehman called Go. Not Swingers, Go. And uh, wasn't Swingers yeah. John Favreau? Well, no, no it's, it's this guy, Doug Lehman, oh. who also did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, who also did Edge of Tomorrow, who also did uh, that's you know, Swingers, like I mentioned, which was yeah, Edge of which got him the money to do this movie, oh. and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Mike and I saw John Favreau's directorial debut in the theater. It was called Made, and we were the only people oh, okay. laughing, but we were laughing I, I really fucking Maid. hard. I like Made. Yeah, yeah. From what I remember, and Columbo uh, was uh, the boss, boss. And Puffy, yeah. Peter Columbo oh, Puffy. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we saw that movie. movie together. I remember, Mike, because we were hysterically laughing like nobody had even heard of the movie when we talked to people about it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I always, I'm glad you cleared that up. I was always the, under the impression that John Favreau directed Swingers. So no, nope. nope. he, he he learns quick. Sorry, John Favreau. If no, he directed Elf and like an Avengers movie or something. I, I know mean, those uh, ones. He directed Iron, Man. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now he's sleeps on his billions of dollars and just kind of and Chef. He did that movie, Chef. Right. So Go is directed by yeah. Doug Lehman. <laughs> yes. John Favreau has nothing to do with Go. Not involved. No, not in not at all. Let's move away from the So background. Solo, why did you pick this movie? Josh Solo, not Suzanne Solo. Uh, why did you pick this movie? <laughs> well, I mean, Suzanne, because we, we both really like this movie. This movie, I think, at least for me personally, holds a pretty special kind of like, as I'm fond of saying during this podcast, like moment in time snapshot of uh, fond feelings of memories in my life as it was in 1999. And we both have a crush on Todd Gaines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. No, and also it continues my secret uh, Sarah Polly obsession. From really? Yeah. We've all seen your Not shrine. so secret. It's fucking weird. I always thought she yeah. was like the poor woman's Uma Thurman of the time that because the look was very popular from Uma Thurman. What? She does look like Uma. That was, that was Mama, Mama <laughs> J Bone's first reaction was, "Is that Uma Thurman?" And she Boom. was very confused. Mama um, J Bone and I think alike. Rona was that her name? Rhonda or yeah. Rona? Rona. 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 
I wrote it three different ways. So Set it on the fucking screen, guys. Sarah Polly's character is, in my opinion, super cool, but also a total psychopath. And I really appreciate her for that. <laughs> that was it? I feel like there's, there's real characters in she this She leaves movie. that dude in a dumpster, in like a trash pile. She was just doing <laughs> what she had to do, about. man. <laughs> Who hasn't done that, though, to a friend in the in the grips of, uh, I don't know, a, a drug-induced panic while being chased by a drug dealer? I feel like we can all relate to that decision, right? It's she was going to come back for him until she got hit by the car. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, she's but, also very tough and goes on an epic odyssey. Dave, we're what's, signing, your, what's your 20-second synopsis? Yeah. Can you do it? There's four different stories that come together and somebody says go. Boom. Done. But not for a while. They don't say go like. I know, but he said the, the movie title don't hear the it. movie. Um, yeah, no, it count, starts though? off with a girl who needs to pay rent. And so she goes to the local drug dealer to get her, was it 20 tabs? Of, uh, 20. 20 for 20. Yeah. And, then 20 for 20. She, and then there's a sting and she's got to toss it and then she's got to figure out how to get her friend who eventually married Tom Cruise back. And then Wait, question. I got to interject. Why do the kids call it Molly these days? Does that, what, what MDMA. Happened? Why did we stop calling MD, it e? MDMA. Molly. Oh. M. Oh. Okay. I think that's there was this girl. Like Charlie is cocaine. Oh, she was like a really good seller of ecstasy and yeah. her name was like an ounce of Coke as an onion. <laughs> yeah, if you got AIDS, you got the germ. Ghostface killer. Wait, Dave. <laughs> Big L. There's, yeah, there's a song that you can listen to that oh, explains all That's slang. True. Yes, yes, I'm aware. And then of 1999, over. not now. Yeah. It didn't. Molly was not there yet. It was yeah. just E. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she goes and eventually figures out. Oh, if I get like fake uh, cold allergy medicine, I can sell it to dumb kids who looked a lot like some friends I had. But what's the what's 90s. the motivation, Dave? Why why does she need the money? I said in the very beginning of it, Solo, that I wasn't, I wasn't was, <laughs> that she needs to pay rent. She's going to get evicted. Or she'll be. What did I just say? You just said it like three times. This was a joke, man. I'm trying to set you up for the joke. She'll be be homeless. She'll be, oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry. I missed the pitch. I missed it. I missed it. So we were all around the same age as these characters when this movie came out, right? Or like maybe, yeah, in the range. Yeah. Right? I can finish it. I was 18. But yeah, I can finish it. Second story. They go to Vegas. No, you're over. You're over your time limit. We're done. Third story, stars who were gay. That was a big deal in that time. Jay Moore and Scott Wolf, uh, they end up at the party and they run over Polly. uh, But that's her real name, Rona. And then the very last one is Katie Holmes uh, almost bangs Timothy Oliphant. But then they don't, and then Claire, all of them come together, right? That scene she's on the marry. gave me the worst blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> do you, right. Suzanne, do you think they make it back if yeah. if they don't get interrupted by the by the totally justified angry strip club guys? In my opinion, I love um, that if, they thought, yeah. if they don't get intercepted by them, do you think they just do it on the steps, like the apartment Hell steps? Yeah. But that's like, off. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's like they're it's, just they like do it on five the steps other and his house. There. They do it everywhere, yeah. Like they're just going. Yeah. 
and they're at the like cat make... watches the cat. Yeah, like angry. They're in public hands. space though. They're not. This is like twelve year, twenty year yeah, old. Yeah, but this sex. is like making like, time. This is like making time. Yeah. Everybody's high. Everybody's having yeah. a good time. Yeah, like anything goes. You fuck for hours. You stay hard. It just happens. Like, I mean, I don't think it for gym hours, gym. but people are definitely fucking. What was no, she on? Ginseng and something else? Antric. <laughs> so how did you guys oh, yeah, feel? Antric, baby. <laughs> I can okay, come so inside so myself. Funny. Man, I did that the other night. It was weird. Antric? Was... Tantric like, sex? Like what? Like I'm sting and <laughs> I know, like masturbation is like Sting, like, Gordon, whatever. Give a, St- so Sting, Sting and his wife Trudy do tantric sex. You know about this? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like bragged about doing yoga and like, you like know, Sting on tantric. edging. He like, like edges for like a week. That guy. <laughs> Wait, what does edging mean? Like, oh, trimming like have you never yeah. been on the internet? You don't know what edging is. <laughs> I know. You know what I know. I know what a dirty Sanchez is. I know yeah, what it's not that Bose is. You're like an. You're I like know an what a Boston steamer solo. is. I know what that's a like donkey those, is. So those all those moves are like the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy world of like dirty sex jokes. Like edging is like a real thing. Go on. <laughs> What is you can't just leave us hanging. Did you well, just verbally like, edge us? Yeah, I will verbally edge you this whole podcast <laughs> until you can't stand it and then the episode ends. Uh, but uh, no. it just not jerking off. No, no, just, no. edging is like you Thank you, off. Suzanne. I no, don't know what this is either. We should just not explain it in graphic terms. Please explain. You guys watch a lot of weird porn. Masturbating or having sex to the point of almost ejaculation, yet then stopping, hence taking it to the edge. You Aerosmith. I'm giving yourself blue balls. Isn't that what edge? That's what that song's about. Well, yeah, blue balls is essentially. Edgy. But you want to have the blue balls now. Well, yeah, it's like no, like it's everything else the kids have done. Oh, no. I've had blue balls. It is it not is like fun. it is much like Sisyphus pushing the rock up to the hill. Would you like oh, learn to enjoy the way to make it class to enjoy? Yeah, you learn to enjoy we, the process. It's like about the journey, not about the. Are we you know, still coming. talking about movies on this podcast? I just I don't. think so. I have a question. <laughs> All right, so Timmy, I'm Rue just giving context here. Edging Katie Holmes. I have a question like, about. I'm going to marry Katie Holmes. Is edging the audience all movie though, so it's fair. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a serious question though. The girl I always who... forgot how little she's. Damn it, Dave. I have a serious question. <laughs> I need to ask. <laughs> serious. I was edging you. How? <laughs> um, the girl who who lights the tissues on fire trying to smoke weed. Oh. Um, do you think she's ever successfully smoked weed without doing that? And if so, why is she so sh- surprised when the tissues catch on fire? I it know. makes it seem like she does it all the time. She gets a bloody nose or whatever when she smokes or whatever. Well, she no, said, like to, she to said if I don't do this, I can't hold it in. Right. Implying that right. she's done it a lot. Yet right. she has two giant tissues, like three to seven inches yeah. sticking out it's of her a, nose. It's a, okay. it's a, a very pipe. small ball. I it's feel like if she's bowl. smoking a bong or something with a little bit more length to it, she'd be fine. Ah. That's my but, uh, that's my analysis. Maybe, was, maybe she my was lips like on many a glass contraption. Maybe she was and, already already high. Yes. Yeah. They were they were hammered. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. True. And and uh, as we all know, <laughs> they are at been things yeah, happen at a Jew, Jewish wedding. So apparently yeah. you have to be high. Yeah. The the groom <laughs> definitely looked like he was fifty seven years old. 
But I love his reaction, the overacting in the background from the groom, especially. Yeah. He's doing the like, oh, look over there. I got a lot of energy. Oh, man. I'm reacting. I'm Enthusiastic. Somebody's going to notice me. Yeah. I'm going to have sex with my imaginary wife. Oh, man. So how did you guys feel about the general 90s Tarantino-ness of the movie? Like opening with the in the middle of a conversation, staring right at the camera, all the pop culture references. Uh, looking back now, what was what is the general consensus on how this movie has aged or did that style? I think it's at the end of the era because... You said era. I did. I've been practicing since My I messed man. up. <laughs> well, what are you saying? Like 92 Pulp Fiction comes out and the success of that really leads to this independent revolution in movies. And then suddenly by 99, we're, I mean, I was very used to seeing a movie by that, like that, by that point, right? That was like a mainstream movie. And like, I always would tell you guys on the pod, like, you know, action movies were starting to come back, but for a while, everything was just kind of indie kind of weird even like the main you know big uh, attraction movies that you would go see in the theaters well so i mean didn't yes, mind it yes and know. no because this is the same year like titanic comes out well this it was like 99 like and the phantom menace but it's that's like what i huge, said it's at the yeah. end of of this period yeah era. yeah yeah so so I, my question I, was did you on, think wanna... that this movie was did that energy stay alive that was kind of so normal back then. Did you feel like it was fresh or did it, did it seem dated? What do you think, Suzanne? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, it's hard for me to say because I just love this movie so much, but, but like Dave was saying about the era, <clears throat> it's like the <laughs> end of the era. So it's always going to be like nostalgic for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would be the end of the 90s too. I would be very curious to have a 25 year old watch this movie and tell me what they think. Because I feel like, at least again, because it's all very uh, pop culture time period related, I don't know if you get the right 25 year old and they are like, I don't know, like proximity worshiping the 90s at this point, right? Isn't the 90s the cool decade in? So this is like, in terms of like a throwback. Uh, I don't know, honoring of the decade, this is about as good as it gets. Well, so that outfit, for Katie, piece? Yeah, that outfit that Claire's wearing, I was like, I see people wearing, like, yeah. young people in their 20s wearing that all over New York all the time. It's like, and I think it's just in full force. It's been happening for the past, like, 10 years, but I thought the energy, part of it felt dated, part of it didn't because the concept is still very timely where you could watch something from the seventies that had, you know, similar, you know, kids going out to go do something, whatever, trying to solve their problems. It's always, the theme is always relatable. I don't know if the energy felt as powerful as it did to me when I first watched it. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like it did feel a little dated in some ways, but as the movie went along, like I always found Rona's story, not the most boring, but I always felt like they were kind of saving the next stories yeah. to get crazier and crazier and crazier. And so by the end of the movie, we were watching it and Emily was like, I really like this movie. And I was like, yeah, no, I forgot like how good it is. And, but I'd seen it a million times. I've seen that movie. That was the VHS movie in my apartment. Yeah. I don't know, through all the 2000s. So I've seen it way too many times. I think you, have, does, you it, made two good points there, Dave. Like one, um, only two. The pacing. No, well, key points that I wanted to also touch. The key, uh, first of all, like the stories definitely get faster because they're shorter. 
right. her story does so much of the setup and a lot of the like the it's not even deception because I feel like they're te- they're they're winking at you every time they give you a hint of what's coming. Um, right. It's just a matter of if you're looking or not. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was really interesting was like the 90s ness of it is almost working against itself in terms of the pacing because you have all these scenes of frantic, you know, like editing with music, but they're usually just people driving or the action scene. It's not like they're like filling dialogue scenes with frantic cutting. They're kind of in the dialogue scenes. They're almost going the complete other direction and making like a Kevin Smith movie where it's just like a still camera cutting back and forth. And it's all the whole rhythm is the dialogue. There's like, very little reaction to anything. It's just bam, ba, boom, ba, boom. But there's mm-hmm. like the cameras aren't like moving or doing anything at all to, you know, and when we think of high energy. So it's like it gets really high energy and then it just slows to a crawl and becomes like clerks, basically. And yeah. I think that's like a lot of movies like uh that tried to do the frantic thing just constantly did it all the time. And this movie is kind of interesting the way it changes up. I don't know that it helps Rona's story be more interesting. But as the movie builds, like you said, Dave, it really does seem to work to its advantage as everything collides together. What were you well, going to say? Think, like, yeah, you start to like uh, all the pieces feeding together. At the same time, I also mentioned something that I was like, is this, you know, would it captivate, like you said, a 25-year-old today? Because some of the editing I did find slow in, in more of like an action-filled part. Like, uh, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't the strip club scene. I'm trying to remember which part it was. But I thought that there was the less cutting was not working. For the dialogue sequences, I never have a problem with that. Like, I think that's fine. But, you know, I just, I wasn't sure if that, since the style's gotten so hectic with editing now, that, um, you know, would that affect it to a younger audience today? I, I think I this was totally like, really influential, work. though. Like as far, like as far as like, there's a lot of movies uh, that came out after this that pay a lot of homage to it of like big budget movies with like ensemble casts where uh, the plots are very winding and wind into each other. I'm trying to, I'm like trying to think of some that are like that. Well, well, like, I think like Pulp Fiction is like the unusual suspects, by the way. Well, yeah, well, they're like the more indie versions of this. But then in like the 2000s, you had like a whole string of like big budget movies. Sliding doors crash, like that sort of thing, right? Like that, like those two, but I'm even thinking like action-y kind of movies. Like, uh, what's that one? Oh, it's, it's, like, yeah. it's like, like it's the like, the, it's Sam like the Rockwell. thing where. What was that one called? <laughs> the Seven something. Seven Psychopaths. Seven Psychopaths. Oh, yeah. That was good. Which is kind of like that. Smoke and Aces. I'm kind of thinking. Oh, Smoke and Aces. When you're dead. There's, uh, (laughs) oh, yeah, yeah, that one. What's the one with the magicians? That's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Now you 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 see it or something. Yeah, 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 that's kind of like, like, like they kind of set up this whole thing where it's like an average person who's kind of like crime adjacent gets into a, like a pickle. Yeah, <laughs> where, where the stakes yeah. all of a sudden are very high and it's like, oh, shit, you know, or like, I don't know. You know what's oh, even geez, weird? Mr. Uh, that I'm show, such a pickle. That, that <laughs> show, uh, uh, Poker Face is uh, even a little bit like has go vibes to it. Do you know what I mean? Like like Natasha Leone is like gets in, involved in some kind of murder and there's the mob. Oh, and then she's, well, she's on the so like retro. She's a child. Like, her yeah. Whole thing is- yeah. Yeah, but you know, but like, like it just made me th- realize, like, 
all of the ensemble, as you call them in this movie, there's no one star that's bigger than the other. They're all like, as corny as it sounds like, kind of like rising stars at the same moment. And none mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. are like the big draw to the movie. They're all like on equal footing. I, feel like. I think yeah. everybody has good chemistry in their, pa- in their team ups and pairings. Oh yeah, no. I thought the the performances were great. I, at the time, wasn't the biggest like Scott Wolf and um, Jay Moore. I mean, Jay Moore was a. Do you know who Jay Moore just time. got married to? Like, this is weird. Yeah, Jay Jeannie Moore Buss. just married Jenny Bus. Jenny yeah. Bus. Yeah, oh, I saw wow. They were fucking like the CEO Owner of the and Lakers. operator of the Lakers. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jenny Butt. Way to go, Jenny Butt. Oh, Did he take her name? Kings Kings and it's his name, Jay Butt. Did you know Bye, Jay, Jay Moore was on Jay Moore was on Ghost Adventures? Right, when, was it? when we did the comedy store episode, he he like showed up uh just because he heard we were there. He showed up like with his kid and he like told his kid to wait in the car while he we like walked around with him and he told us ghost <laughs> stories. He was like super awesome. funny and uh, pretty awesome well, actually. He's a, he's a stand-up comic. That's how he got his start. Like that's yeah. his whole like he, he I, there was did a, he have a Miata? <laughs> I really no, no, <laughs> Miata was That's absolutely Scott one of my favorite car. jokes in the movie. Scott oh, yeah. was moving yeah. everything around the trunk. He's like, stop! It's a Miata. It's a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> also, that, the cop that they were busted by, that oh, guy, he, was amazing. he had a long him. career, too. He's he incredible just, in this movie. He's one of those character that. actors who just popped up in everything for, like, a solid two decades, I think. Speaking of Jay Moore, all right, so little quick story. They filmed the majority of this movie between 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. every night over the course of a month. Oh, and God, there is a story that Jay Moore has incorporated into his stand-up where he talks about making this movie. And the scene where he comes out of the bathroom and Burke is standing there naked. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, smell this. He couldn't, uh, he could not keep a straight face for the whole scene. And they're like, dude, we got a wrap. It's like 7.30 a.m. Lights come through the window. He's like, put, he's like, you better put up some blinds on that shit or whatever. Cause I am not, he's like, I'm going to take at least six takes before I can do this without laughing. And so they yell, riding a light shoe. I love Actually, when he's, when he's trying to wipe his hand off on the on the bedspread, and he's like, "You like the feel of that?" <laughs> it's not that whole bit. And and Jane Krakowski and I, for some reason, it never registered that she's in it, and Melissa McCartney's in it. She's oh, hilarious. Yeah. I love that scene. And I always remembered. I never realized it was her until we watched it again. And I was like, I always remembered her little like one bit part, and I always thought yeah. that girl was really funny. Like she's that was just a funny little character. And who knew? She's like, you guys missed each other by three minutes. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Oh, my God. um, They have a lot of good chemistry. I I, I I feel like I couldn't help but think that um, Doug Lehman was staring at um, Scott Wolf and just being like, I'm going to make him look so pretty that Tom Cruise will want to work with me. And it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Because he he just looks like Tom Cruise. He looks like, like Walmart Tom Cruise. To me. Apparently, he didn't even want Scott Wolf at first because he had trouble with both having two TV stars with Katie Holmes and Scott Wolf. And then oh. he saw, like, he did a test scene with him and Jay Moore. And he's like, these guys are perfect together. He's like, this, is great chemistry. Just, this chemistry is awesome. Katie Holmes is so fucking funny in this movie. I, we haven't talked about her. I think she is hysterical in this movie. Like, every scene she's in, she's got this crazy energy and she's so funny and, like, innocent. Um, but not, she's great. Whoa, what just happened? Did you just get a mouse run? No, there's a, a cat, a cat situation. <laughs> cat situation. Yeah. Katie Holmes, uh, <laughs> tell the cat to go. 
<laughs> the scene in the diner when when she is talking to him is incredible uh with the family circus part and uh her ginseng i just thought she was oh, so yeah. good in this movie i you know what i always thought that that the movie should have had more of that tarantino style i mean just because i personally like it sort of you know weird conversations let's just mm-hmm. say like family circus you know what i mean i thought it would be more of that but you know that was just always kind of my interpretation of that genre of film at the time like you know they're supposed to have conversations about cheeseburgers and shit yeah you know what I, I think though? this I feels feel like pretty true to real people, yes honestly yeah i was yeah. about to say the same thing yeah. the tarantino conversations are great in a movie context you're like oh this is witty and very entertaining but like never would naturally occur I felt like the, this dialogue, like these conversations, were like this is shit I would go to a diner and talk to my friends about in 1999. Yeah, or like if you're driving yeah. in a car to Vegas with your like three guy friends, like that's <laughs> the sort really, of conversation. You you say, I'm just trying to make conversation. What the fuck? Yeah. No, that conversation was very 90s and a Tarantino yeah. when they open in the car about saying the N-word. And that was like, oh, yeah. we're still in the 90s. And it made me really yeah. think yeah. about yes. the cultural yeah. shift from that yes. moment. Also, his like reaction of not that he said it, he didn't even care that he said it, just went in on his boy about like, oh, yeah, like you're not black. Like, you know, and I thought that was an interesting way, especially with the way things, you know, and still it was not right to say it then. And people knew that. But the conversation was just interesting compared to the kind of uh, panic that you get now more about, you know, things like that or somebody, some white dude talking that way. They always thought they were so edgy, though, when they would have it's like that was what would make the movie so edgy. It's like, oh, we're just going right up to the point like of we're like allowed to be and then we're going to like come back. Or like, I don't know. uh, I just saw that movie. I think I I saw that movie. um, can't hardly wait again. Oh, yeah. And oh, and and uh, uh, what's his name? Seth Green, Seth Green and, yeah. and, uh, is like just flat out like way more offensive than anything. In this Dave, movie. Dave loved that everybody called him <laughs> Seth Green for like three years after yeah. that movie came out. I didn't. I know. Like, I did not. Oh, I didn't man, like this that. Does not hold up because I thought he was cheesy. <laughs> and not I was even like, at no, all. It's you know. I was like, I'm in hip hop. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm. Educated in the culture of what I like. On this same vein, what I, I, so Suzanne found this article that was like this big whole analysis of the movie. And they had a lot of interview material with Doug Lehman and, um, oh, everybody froze. I hope. And so he goes, tease it. You got one minute. He goes into tease it to the break. Okay. Well, he has thoughts about this movie in the same sort of social context that you guys were just talking about. about. Edge it solo. Edge it right on the other side. We'll talk about it on the other side. I'm so close. I'm so close. Edge it. Play some Catboy Slim in the break. No, I'm definitely going to play that song with the brother and sister talking about doing each other or whatever with the sweet bass line. (laughs) (laughs) Top of the percolator. No. Top of the percolator. You didn't listen to that. That's why I didn't go to Raves. You didn't go to Raves? No, I went to clubs. I went to house clubs. Definitely. I was lying on the grass a Sunday morning of last week, indulging in my self defeat. My mind was thugged on lazy birds on twisted wrong beats. Uncomfortable on three feet deep. Now, fuzzy stare from not being there. 
I've seen, I've seen probably like three different Led Zeppelin tribute bands, and each one of them are amazing. There's like Les Zeppelin, which is yeah. like all They're lesbians. All yeah, of course. Yeah, there's um, I forget that there's like an all like female Led Zeppelin one from California that's that also incredible. They're not Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're incredible. And then there's one called Zoso that is also. Like fucking awesome. Well, there's some like legitimate like you know Wolf Mother is an actual band that is a Led Zeppelin tribute band that it's an actual band. What about What's that the other Wolf band? The young kids, what? the the guy who sounds Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. That that guy oh. is Robert Plant, 100. percent Oh yeah, I'm not. I mean, yeah. I'm not talking about like influenced by. I'm talking about like. No, no, no. Fancy. I mean, like they're basically doing the same song, except it's like they call it a different song and they sell different out records. But. That's not the same thing at all. Yeah, the no. Fuck. I'm talking about like yeah. guys who dress up <laughs> like the band and play their songs, like Sabra Cadabra. Right. Sabra Cadabra also incredible. Or Mac Sabbath, the the they're like a McDonald's theme Black Sabbath cover band, and they change all the lyrics <laughs> to be about like burgers and stuff. <laughs> Wow. I still think about this. Do you remember that band, the Zambonis, that your band played with a couple of times, Mike? Oh yeah, yeah. they're, they they're dressed in hockey too. gear. They were so awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize hockey. there's like multiple hockey themed like punk bands out there. There's one called Two Man Advantage, also from this. That's a good name. Like from New York. That's a great name. Also, um, good title for a gay porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two Man Advantage. I, I. I I mean, I probably wouldn't watch it, but I just, I was, if I was coming up with titles, uh, like Super Dick or something like that. I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I would rather see. What, what people can't see bands. is Dave folding his list of gay porn titles and putting it away because that didn't land. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, it's like, do you think the audiences are better at tribute band shows? Oh, yeah. I mean, like last night uh, at, at Thick Lizzie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to say their name as many times as I can. But, but is it spelled uh, T-H-I-C-C or T-H-I-C-K? Uh, just C-K. I thought they should have oh, done okay. C-C, but that's mm-hmm. just me. <laughs> but but I was in. I was standing right up front, and and they're going through like they're just like destroying. And as the night went on, and people got like drunker, people just like kept coming up. Like I was there by myself, and people just kept coming up and putting their arms around me and like fist bumping. Mm-hmm. And it was like so much fun. Like everybody was just like there to like get down and like see thin Lizzie. Yeah. Thick Lizzie. Thick Lizzie. Thick Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> and they were thick. All right. Back to the pod. My uh, right. solo. What was your what was your you were edging out a point yes. right before the music drop? <laughs> I mean, we also not, were not talking to, about the difference in rave, by the way. You were rave like so close clubs. to getting to the point, but you kept like going right to no. the edge of the point, yeah. but then coming back and then like going would, right up to the edge of the I point would, again. Like, tickle around the edge of the point. Yeah. yeah. Kind of play with it a little. Anyway, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm like impressed it. by your control. <laughs> Thanks. That matters. Okay. Focused. Hey, anyway, my burrito is done. Are you microwaving something? <laughs> yes, I am. Dude. Yeah.
Are you edging a burrito? You're like, it's almost done. No, I'm edging. No, stop the microwave. Stop it. It's almost I'm done. I'm edging all, stop over, it. all over this uh, kitchen, baby. I, the point I got I a two-man advantage. About social justice in the 90s is not going to go over well right no. now. Yeah. No, no, do it. No, I, the, the point was that, and this is back to the original statement I made about this movie, being kind of like very holding a very specific place in our hearts because of the age we were when it came out. Doug Lehman also has a very like special place for this movie in his heart talking about it. And he had in an interview said that uh, it encapsulated like that crazy sense of being in your early twenties and being able to do whatever the fuck you wanted without fear of consequence. Mm-hmm. And he was, and then he quickly followed that up and his interview was like not too long ago. He's like, now, of course, like there's a certain white privilege element to that, which he fully understands comes across in this movie. Maybe not as much as it should. Like the only time they touch on it is maybe like when Tay Diggs is attacked in the mm-hmm. strip. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, the guy who actually shot the guy. <laughs> you know, well, and just- you know what's funny about that, though? Uh, we all, you know, had a friend, uh, it was a good friend of mine, Aaron uh, James from high school. It was like our, you know, close black friend. And I definitely went through similar experiences of, you know, with him. And I'm sure we all had at certain points with other friends of ours. And so I thought it was a good comedic way of presenting it. Like most of the time, like I'm not a bathroom attendant, you asshole. Like Tay Diggs is really charming in this movie. And he has great chemistry with the British dude too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their friendship feels really like lived in and that they like each other. What did the British guy do after this? I don't remember seeing him at all. Not nothing. 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 Like this was his, this was his shooting star. Is the dude, the the dude who was not Breckin Meyer. Was that the same dude who was in Independence Day as Randy Quaid's kid? Manny? No. Uh, I can see that, but I don't think it is. Okay. I didn't I think, think he. Seemed, I up, feel like but, he might have showed up in like another. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Independence trip, Day was like five like years moment. before this. No, I mean, they honest. would have been. No, they're different. They're absolutely. If totally I'm right, people. if I'm right, you guys all have to edge me for twenty minutes. In a tantric way, edging edging is like I think it's like something you have to do. You have to do too. Yeah, yeah, you have to edge my lawn. Oh no, I've seen movies. You can do it to other people. Well, I guess I, unless I you're like, one. stop, go, go, stop, stop, go. So you saw two man <laughs> advantage too. So, uh-huh. I've seen two, stick. three, four, and five. I'm gonna make it stick. Really, though. Though. <laughs> well, so, isn't it so perfect though? Back the way, I mean, we and I'm sure a lot of people of our age in the '90s. Not Manny. I was life. talking. About, Manny was the dr- the dude who was on the ecstasy. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about the fourth guy in the. Car. Talking about the friend. Yeah, the shrimp full of iodine. Those close-ups of the shrimps of them like stuffing the shrimp in the in the rolls was so oh, yeah. disgusting. My I stomach was like rolling. The one guy is like to the old lady, he's like, Yo, you done yet, girl? I, <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that okay. Just that whole conversation, <laughs> and then he does what road trip after that, and he was good friends with Seth Green. I think they did robot chicken. For a very long time. But um, yeah, I always thought his character was really funny. Mm -hmm. I mean. (laughs) The big characters, the kid in the next room is amazing. 
actually like clear up the difference between like a rave and like house clubs and stuff. And I, I think really? Suzanne was with me on that. Like a rave at first when I was when I had not gone to clubs yet, like I wanted to go because it was all ages and you anybody yeah. could go. But the music is not really funky. It was all drum and bass. It was all really – and nobody really danced. You had to kind of be high. I, I mean I met people later who really enjoyed that music and, you know, I try to be open to it. But that was different from like the house clubs and stuff in Philly that I think I even took solo to with me many a time. Yeah. You'd be yeah, my yeah. ride or die when I was in town. Actually, the strip club scene reminded me a little bit of your story. Oh, when, yeah, when I was in London, I was 17 and I got, um, it was our last day. We didn't have chaperones and they have people stand out in front of the Soho strip clubs and they say, come in, come in, you know, only like seven pounds to see a show. Do not order the champagne, Dave. Do not order the champagne. We all went, oh, well, we're going to go see a strip show. This is amazing. And then they take us down to a basement with like three rooms and I swear to God, just like a movie, there's some guy sitting on a bed with this chick and then the door just closes. And they're like, actually, this is where you guys will be. And it was a couch. It had like a rope with just a, like a blanket on it as a curtain. And they're like, your show will begin. And, and loud music's playing. Nobody's there. It's like the middle of the fucking day. And but they said, oh, before <laughs> the show starts, you need to pay 288 pounds. And we were like, for what? We gave them the seven pounds for the show. Like, you know. And they were like, oh, that girl who sat with you, they had this woman come in. She talked to us. How's the weather? We didn't tell her to go away. And they said, no, she's considered company. And if you don't pay us, we will fly you back from the States and you will be tried and blah, blah, blah. And there was this Chinese uh, dude bouncer with a scar on his face just standing there at the doorway. And my friends started to argue a bit. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Give them all your money. Give it to him now. Nobody knows we're here, guys. Nobody knows where we are. We are in the middle of London in a basement. <laughs> and we gave him all the money. And it was mostly me. I was the only one who had like 75 pounds. And they were like, okay, you'll get the rest. Sure. You really should. Oh, absolutely. I will. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they got us out of there. I called. I Yeah, I called my uh, landlord. Not landlord. Sorry. I called the uh, – those are adult problems. I uh, called my um, – the tour guide, Chaperone? yeah, Chaperone? tour guide, and I was, I was looking for, it. and he was like, "It's a scam. Don't go back. Don't give them any money. You're fine." And I had to go. And the funny part was, I had to tell my parents because I had no money left. So <laughs> I had to find an international call center, and <laughs> I call, and they're in the office in the basement. And my dad picks up the phone, and I was like, "Oh, dad, I need to talk." And he's, "Oh no, hold on, mom's here too. I'll put you on speaker." <laughs> No, I was like, no, don't put me on speaker, please, don't. No, no, no. <laughs> so he goes, uh, I said, well, he goes, what's up? Are you having a great time? I said, well, something happened. And he goes, and he drops his voice and he's like, were you kidnapped? <laughs> and I was like, no. No, no. And he's like, yes. Did you get in an accident? No. And then he was like, are you hurt in any way, shape, or form? And I was like, no. And he goes, what is it, Dave? And I said, <laughs> well, there was this strip club and both my parents just start burst out laughing. They're just <laughs> dying laughing on the other side of the phone. And 
my dad said, I'll put a hundred pounds in your account. Like you didn't do anything wrong. You just wanted to see some naked ladies, Dave. It's fine. Enjoy the rest of your thing. I was freaked out, man. I was, and then my dad told that story to our entire Italian family at Christmas Eve. He yeah. Amazing. Hilarious. And I was like, and he's like, Dave, come in. And I was like, Oh no, no. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh yeah. Actually, if that, the movie I made, the the one about us, that would definitely be one of the episodes, you know, that there's a bunch, there's too much of all the stuff we did. That's why I thought it was such a great idea. <laughs> I actually have a funny story about going to a rave in England. Uh, I was my <sighs> first, my, I went to my first rave in England and, and um, did ecstasy as well. The our RA, I was in college and our RA was this little man named Anthony and he would just disappear for days on, on end and come back just like completely strung out and sleep for like four days. Uh, and he would just be like, he would always call us his darlings. He'd be like, darlings, darlings, I was out, I was partying. You know? So, so uh, he, he invites us all out to this, this rave. And um, it's just like, like you literally went into like a tunnel under some train tracks. It was like some Harry Potter shit. And just like in the middle of this tunnel with this roadway where there's nothing, you just like walk in. There's like a door in the middle and you like walk into this rave. And um, it's like black lights everywhere, like people on stilts. And, and, you know, he turns around and he's like, darlings, I have like something for you. And it's like uh, <laughs> ecstasy pills. So we all take an ecstasy pill uh, and we start like rolling. Was that the Did you only call call I think you told me you only took half yeah. a tab, right? No, I, I took the I took like the whole thing, uh, at, like eventually. I think it took like I was like, oh, I'll take like half and half. But I was like, whatever, doing drugs and drinking and having a good time. And um, as I'm walking around, some some guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, hello. Hi, what's your name? And I was like, I'm Mike. He's like, "Ooh, American. He's like, Mike. He's like, mm. he's like, that name will never do. Your name is Chaz. So, <laughs> uh, so never do. Um, I was like, no, okay. No, no. And so all night he told like everybody at the rave to like call me Chaz. And by the time I'm leaving, there's like a hundred gay men being like, bye, Chaz. See you later, Chaz. <laughs> it was really fun, though. Yeah, you so, yeah, I remember Chaz. you telling me you were like, you should do like half a tab and then just sit by the speaker. Yeah, that's what I did. I like, uh, I started like rolling and went right up to the speakers and I was like, oh yeah, this is why people like raves. Yeah, don't do drugs, but at the same time, E in the 90s was awesome. You just can't listen to that music unless you're like absolutely like ripped on on something. Well, it started out though. Okay, I'm going to get really nerdy here. Yeah, get it. But it did start out as, so I went to a rave that was awesome at the armory in philadelphia in like probably 94 or something Dang. but they had these things called smart drinks do you guys remember them yeah yeah smart water no like not that. smart water smart drinks <laughs> like jungle juice they were like it was like vitamin elixirs oh. because uh, when yeah. raves first started they didn't people weren't doing drugs or they weren't su- not like weren't supposed to but it was like not a straight edge thing but people were supposed to get high off the music man Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess we all see how that turned out. (laughs) But bringing this all back to the movie, um, since they were on a budget, they said that they filmed, you know, the beginning sequence with that great song? 
Um, mm-hmm. The yeah, I like that. And, yeah, yeah. Th- those were all like taken from actual raves. All those flashing. Oh, okay. They oh, did yeah. Apparently, a lot of filming <clears throat> outside of the grocery store and then a lot of the scripted stuff in Vegas. They did a lot of their filming in public places without a license. Yeah. Like yeah. they said, they would just set up, film, and then like leave in 30 minutes before somebody got there. To it felt questions. like it. It felt like it in a studio yeah. way. But I, I thought that yeah, was really charming definitely. about the movie. Yeah. It was, it was like a rich you got to do. It was a <laughs> professional student movie, basically. Yep. Yeah. What do you think um, they spent most of their budget on? What scene? Car scene. The car yeah, chase. The car chase. Yep. Yeah. And oh, the stunts. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's so oh, funny. Great. That, that was immediately is where I was like, that's where their budget, the entire budget went. Yeah. Especially because they, they were putting it on people. screen too. They were like, we yeah. paid for this. <laughs> you need, you need stump people for that. And then it was actually when, uh, was Rona gets hit by the car. I turned to Emily. Cause when I was working on search party, they had, a. Uh, like the they were riding the lightning, the sun's coming up, we're by the Williamsburg Bridge, and the stunt guy's been waiting all night and he's gonna get hit by a car, right? And go up on the windshield and come down. So we're all waiting to like kind of see this fucking thing happen. So boom, we're we're about to do it, you know, everything gets set up, and he goes, Okay, go. Another stunt guy drives the car, hammers on the brakes, he jumps up on the hood, rolls up on the hood they hit the brakes again he falls back down boom gets up and they were like and we all just mouths dropped and i was like oh no they do that that's it they actually get hit by a car <laughs> that was like, definitely a no dummy magic to movie, it. and, it was, and that's what dummy. i thought with that yeah that was that's absolutely cool. a dummy. um yeah. i really like that uh like speaking of the really a dummy in the close-up i think because they had to show her actually getting hit at that point when he backed into her because you would have seen if it was a dummy, it would have been like, like, you know. Right, okay, yes, yes. That's kind of what it did. Um, there's a really uh, nice. Go back to the replay. <laughs> there's a nice yeah. moment. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> Where um, when, when um, uh, Jay Moore and Scott Wolf are like rationalizing everything that's happened as like the sun, like the sun is kind of coming up and it's all foggy. And they actually like hold the shot long enough that the natural lighting changes noticeably. And it's just a really yeah. nice moment. You don't really like see that in movies too often, unless it's like a bad cut where they they clearly shot one scene two hours later in different lighting than the other or whatever. And it was just, I don't know, it was a little film nerdy thing to, to I see. Think there was the a amount of noise in the video was interesting too. I mean, in the in the film itself, like the grain, yeah. like it had a lot of neon parts, but it was kind of cool. Like yeah. I, I didn't mind it, you know. There's a lot of neon and then the supermarket is bright as fuck. The yeah, scenes are so white. Well, funny, I like funny, the dance scene. thing about the supermarket, they they like specifically identified that supermarket in LA and wanted to shoot there. Told the owners of the supermarket that they were going to shoot there, and they're like, specifically, do not make this look any better. We want it to look like a gritty inner city supermarket they where these characters. That. that I read that in the fun facts. That's where I get all my information. No, they didn't tell them. <laughs> well, they did. And then they gave them money and they immediately went and painted and spruced up the place. And like, we told you not to do this. Oh, and no. so they went back and like re-grittied up the supermarket before they shot there. Oh, this is the worst. Apparently. You're like, yeah, guys! Just... <laughs> How high <laughs> is Miguel when he first, before he even takes the ecstasy tabs? He is already high as shit, right? Like when, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. when he grabs the OJ out of the back of the freezer, like straight out of that yeah. woman's hands, yeah. he is high <laughs> as fuck already. Yeah, he's like. My Which was your? Do you have a favorite vignette? Because I can say, I thought I always loved the Scott Wolf and Jay Moore vignette. That was oh, my so favorite. Funny. It was always, it's and really then they were like, "You want us to sell Amway?" 
<laughs> and then you start yes. to see a little like Jane Krakowski, you know, before Ally McBeal and before uh, 30, 30 Rock, Rock. and everything. It's hilarious. I like that's that's no, it, yeah that's great. I like the bus. The cat I like Sarah my fa- It's my MVP. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're gonna die. John Should I do <laughs> the gonna... alternative titles? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah man. Can we do this. Bum, bum, bum. Before we have a nine minute wait. <laughs> no. Yeah, we want to land the plane. All right, ready. So, alternative titles for the movie Go, which came out in 1999, which we already know. All right, Go. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up, shop. Uh, oh, oh, no. no. Oh, that's a rough that's rider's roll. Stop. Yeah. That's how does it suck now rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone needs a blowjob. Um, Tracy Lords and Blade are going to be there uh, at the rave. <laughs> Jeez, right. it's the friends. <laughs> oh man i'm so oh man i'm so high right now um <laughs> sometimes i just like licking my dick uh cats were, that uh just in the lines that was uh i think <laughs> it's in there seriously i don't give my friend's head that one yeah yeah that all that i don't give my friend's head and i don't do yeah. them a favor i think you like, just, I just did you me. a favor um <laughs> cats will eat your soul name of my goth band Right. When Manny's high, uh, I'm like a Zoom sometimes. <laughs> it's like a Zoom. It's like a, two assholes in a Miata. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shut your big butt, name of my funk band. That's what he said in the beginning of the well, a Vegas thing. Uh, pull your stinky dick out of my ass. Um, <laughs> name of Mike's sex tape. Uh, <laughs> Mike specifically dropping drips with shrimp uh, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm beating your ass no I'm beating your ass no I'm beating your ass totally uh, justified okay. they shot him in the arm he was just trying to do his job I'm just saying radio right. to the balls uh, the socks don't lie I thought it was a good one uh, mm. we've all fucked Jimmy in makeup um, he said the title Wait. of the movie in the movie. Uh, Wait, who, who's the uh, who's the woman that they're saying hi to in wardrobe with a third? No, that was Melissa McCartney. Di- Diane? Yeah. No, it was like say no, hi to Diane. When like, he's trying to calm Scott with yeah. like, say I'm hi to the woman in wardrobe. He's like hi. Uh, just smell them. Just smell them. The veggie burger. <laughs> <laughs> um, the family fucking circus does suck. Um. Wow, bang, surprise, you're married to Tom Cruise. Uh, (laughs) You know what, guys? All I have to say is just stop instead of go. And that's the end. Yeah, I think I must be wrong in this room. I must be in Toledo. No drug jokes? (laughs) Can I I take a No drug jokes? I mean, what? That was all over the movie. I said I'm high right now. Guys, uh, I mentioned pole. taking someone's dick out of a stinking butt. Solo. <laughs> do you th- and not to get serious again, real quick? Do you mm-hmm. think Todd Gaines would have shot Rana? Great question. If she didn't get hit by a car. No, no. Dave says no. No, I, I didn't see the deleted scene. I think he would have scared her. 
And you know what I mean? I think it would have been something like that, but I don't think he actually would have shot her or killed her. Yeah, because my, my motivation is I really trouble. like Todd Gaines. I like him a lot. Yeah. I like that character. Yeah. I don't want him to be like that guy. Emily like, also I, said I mean, she didn't like this ten- Timothy Oliphant, thought he was hotter by Deadwood with the mustache. Uh, really? uh, he's pretty uh, sexy. Like, he's uh, really uh, Timothy Oliphant for me. Uh, the shirtless I, with I, like, I, the saggy I agree. Pants. I don't think he would have shot uh, uh, Rana. No. I think like I think like he wanted his money, and I I think like he knew that if he just like scared her enough, she would go get him his money. I agree, but right. he might hit her. Amen. He yeah, might I, I, her. I was like, he's not good. He knows <laughs> he's not he has to, he knows he's not It's like totally out of necessity him. that he wouldn't yeah. wouldn't kill. He's her. a professional. If he didn't shoot her, yeah. I think it just would have been like in, in the leg or something. Like he was camp. really excited to see. The British dude get shot, like really pumped. He got hinged a little. Second on that. poll question: yeah. Does does the British dude get shot? Yeah, because yes. you hear it. When yeah, then, but he's real quickly like, "I'm okay." I yeah. don't feel like that would have been Fleshy his first part. reaction. It was funny. The they asked the gun accidentally went off. That was like a snub nose, like pistol. That's way different than getting hit by a nine millimeter. I feel like. Right, but, that was a snub nose thirty eight. Yeah, that would he grazed his arm. Yeah, he yeah. grazed his arm. If you're point blank on someone's arm, yeah, like that, they would just like it would take his arm off. He gives yeah. him his shirt and he puts his hand underneath his arm, and I'm like, it would. I'm pretty sure that would shoot through your hand too. Oh yeah, that's, that's still yeah, cool. no, he doesn't put his insane. hand under. He puts. Oh, yeah, like is he sitting? Yeah, it was like under his arm because he's like the fleshy that. bit, and especially like if it's not going to shoot. Oh through yeah, the bone. that's going through the floor, man. That's yeah, going but through the, the scene couch. that opens yeah. with like after they get interrupted on the stairway fucking, and he's like drawing him a map to Simon's house. He's like, "Well, here you got to go." <laughs> he's like, "You got to go down this road. Don't There's take this construction one here there. Gets truck. Yeah, <laughs> just like what walks right Would in. you open up with for go to? Hmm. Which vignette? If there, was a, if there was a sequel, what vignette would you continue the story from? It would it would be uh, Todd Gaines walking into the supermarket with Rana's working there the next morning. She pays uh, him off though, don't they say that? No, she no. does pay him off. No, she pays the rent. Yeah, <laughs> with the money she made, she doesn't pay him off. I thought she paid. So him that's off. still an ongoing issue. Well, and I like how the movie ends. He's like, "Hey guys, so what are we doing for New Year's?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New Year's party, yeah. yeah New Year's rave. There's I Christmas always thought vibes. that was like their way of like, well, we got to end the movie at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was cool because it was like he was stuck in the alley all night, but he was still ready to ready like, to go, ready for the next party. You yeah. all had that friend. Yeah, I was gonna say I was always <laughs> jealous of that that person, the one who could just like never take too much and just go. But that person probably doesn't make it very far into their thirties. So maybe not I can't believe no. we've gotten this far in the podcast and we haven't even talked about the music in this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is go it ahead. Over? Tell Chris, us that. It's not over. It's not over when we say it's over. We edged the I mean, in. just even like that, that line and then the No Doubt song. Perfect. Oh, yeah. The music in this movie is perfect. And in the scene with the fire and the song, it's air, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. From Moon That's Safari. Safari. Is it, yeah. is it Moon uh, Safari, that song? La Femme, La Femme. Today, Jen.
yeah, that Good. song's French. great. Yeah. <laughs> This is, I think this is one of the best soundtracks of all time. I always like the tricky song, too, uh, oh, yeah. which is also there we go, with the Todd Gaines part. When I was younger, oh, that yes. always made me feel like uneasy, that whole scene when he's, he's with the drug dealer in the beginning. That's a great scene when he makes her take her shirt off and like, yeah. 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 and you yeah. think he's yeah. going to be like this creep who's trying to like force her into sex. And then it turns out he's like, he has a very has logical, he's like, yeah, yeah, a very logical. Legal and then the music, the music. The volume goes up. It cranks yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I the wonder if is that the director's ode ode to Snatch because in Snatch they have a whole slow Snatch motion. was well after this movie. Snatch one. Yeah, Snatch was like two thousand four, two thousand five, something like that. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, it's I'm after. very sure. Dude, that was like peak Brad Pitt, like post Lockstock. Lockstock may have been 98, 99, but Snatch was like well. Yeah, yeah Lockstock is really? like around this. It's a similar movie, similar vibe. No, it didn't come out that I mean, you're right. It came out after this movie, but it came out in 2000. Oh, okay. Well, again, I'm right. <laughs> you're like way but... in the future. <laughs> came out Wait, in 2050. I don't think that song is tricky. You're My Angel, you. that one? That's tricky. Is, is it the other? What's the other? Massive Attack? No, it's, oh, no. Mass, it's a Massive Attack song, right? Isn't it's, that the? Yeah, and Tricky was in Massive Attack, right? Yeah. Or is it Fat Boy Slim? Well, no, they, they no, that's Fat Boy Slim. Oh, wait, uh, wait, I'm gonna. I got the Tricky and Bjork dated for a while. That's, that's another awesome. great soundtrack, by the way. The Snatch soundtrack. Oh, it's amazing. Lockstock is amazing too. All yeah, of garbage yeah. is really movies. Is it Eagle Eye Cherry? Um, <laughs> Stay tonight. I know it's funny. We all Break know exactly what song you're talking about. And you know, car commercial, be damned. I know everyone likes that "Steal My Sunshine" song too. I fucking love that song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. That is kind of a jam. The Canadian Landon. brother and sister team. Yeah. I my my favorite fun fact about that video is that they were given. They were given all this money to yeah, to shoot a video, and instead they just like took a bunch of their friends down to like Daytona Beach and got hammered with a camcorder for a weekend, and then it that was the video. Like that. And that's yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. <laughs> they like rented yeah. dirt bikes and shit, <laughs> and, so and then they were like, "Let's that's just put video. it on slow motion. It'll be great." Yeah, that, exactly. Did you learn that? That seems like a pop up video. Uh, possibly. I, I, I've never stopped <laughs> listening to that song. So that song's always been in my rotation for like ever. I love that song. Good. Um, As it should okay. be. All right. So solo, you pick the order. Um, let's, let's right. go around. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start with you. You. We're going to kick it Me? right back to you. Okay. Does go suck now? Give uh, it to the bone. No, Give Go does me. not suck. I don't think Go is a masterpiece, but it's a lot of fun. I would be curious to see a 20-year-old's reaction to it or whatever, or like a high school kid. Um, it's a lot of fun. I feel like the characters are very lived in and feel like real and feel like people that we would have run into at, very, at the, that age of life and been around in a lot of ways. And uh, it's yeah, it's just fun. It's got a lot of energy. It's got some good jams. Katie Holmes is great in it. Sarah Polly's great in it. Oliphant's hot. It's a good movie. <laughs> Solid movie. All right. Uh, Suzanne, swinging it back. Does, Does it go suck? suck now? No. Never, ever. It's it's such a, I don't know. Was this your pick? Were you like, I know it was, it was so, yeah. But did you well, suggest it's just, it? No, it's just like one of my favorite movies. 
Okay. I, just, I was debating it for a while, and then I mentioned her, and she's like, whoa, 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 oh, no, wait no, your no, turn. It's our lady's turn. So, no, it definitely does not suck now. Um, Todd gains forever. Um, I would never fuck you like that. Oh, yeah, Rana, how would you fuck would me? You? <laughs> so good. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, Suzanne, you got to pick one of the Gino boys and ask him. Uh, we'll go with Mike. Uh, this movie does not suck now. Um, honestly, uh, in this day and age when I'm tired all the time and trying to get through movies, I got through this in one night. Uh, I thought it actually holds up pretty well compared to some of the, like, like, uh, I've been down to shore a lot and, uh, I've been watching a lot of like nineties movies, like, uh, you know, can't hardly wait. And, uh, 10 things I hate about you. Like a lot, a lot, like a lot of just like comedies from back then. And, um, I've, I've noticed that they are none of them really hold up. They're just like God awful, just like purely like sexist, misogynist, racist, anything you can think of transphobic, just like uh, all of these things. And I feel like this movie is actually really tasteful because it's like um, it feels like lived in so they can kind of get away with a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. I think I think there are some conversations like the N word conversation that's like they could probably take that out but otherwise like i think it holds out holds up and it's really funny and the soundtrack is is killer and you're still my sunshine go um dave (laughs) does it suck now uh i just straight up say no i mean i i think this movie's still really entertaining and actually i i would disagree i think keeping the n-word conversation helps encapsulate the way it was viewed among people, your, you know, your peers and how, you know, probably through white privilege, how it was talked about, you know, with your black friends and stuff. So I would kind of keep that because I just thought it was kind of a funny thing through their relationship. But um, in general, you know, it was funny when I first started watching it, it felt a little dated, but then as the movie kept going and I've seen it so many times, it really just immediately reminds you why you like, this movie, you know, I, I kind of liked all the bits and pieces and how they were, and it, it kind of takes a nice dark turn, but still stays funny. The windshield so, wiper on Rona's head. Yeah. Well, that's why really I said by the time you get to the soap yeah. opera stars, you're like, you're really yeah. in, and you're like, this is funny. Like, I really, I want to see what's going to happen next. Oh, I had one more title though. It was from the strip club, '90s Titties. So beyond that one. They are fake titties. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure one of them yeah. was a classic 90s porn star. I just don't know which one. I just... Would it surprise you? Classic. <laughs> and even back then, there's still a speech <laughs> Dave, about how this generation sucks. Throw it to Solo. So, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Solo, does it suck now? It, uh, it does not suck now. I, however, was disappointed on a rewatch. It didn't hit the same way. Like I used to worship, love this movie because I had such an emotional connection to it from like time and place. And then once that's removed and I watch it again, it obviously doesn't have the same impact. Mm. But I uh, like all you 25 year olds that listen to our podcast, all one or two of you (laughs) like this is the 90s it's not pulp fiction it's not quentin tarantino it's not these overproduced stuff like this was about as authentic as i've seen a movie get to the experience 
that Agreed. I yeah. live. I feel like we all lived. Like this is about as true as it gets. Mm-hmm. We definitely uh, did is, some of this stuff, right? That's the thing. It's this that movie does not we didn't kill anyone by accident, either. though. We never did stuff like this. Crazy shit, and then you're like you're just you're all fine. The next day you're at work you're like that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like that. That's about very true. what it was like. Yeah. Um, and, and then that, we and all met at a diner. Right. You all meet at the diner afterwards and you talk about how much the family circus sucks and somebody goes home to hook up and you call it a night. And that's yeah. and that was all, life. All without phones. All without cell phones, because that's how you leave Manny in the yeah. trash heap. This movie yeah. doesn't, work doesn't cell have the cell phone. Yeah. How do we find each other? Wait, except for the phone in the car. I love that. Uh, Should we either we either found each other or you left them there. That was or it. The, yeah, there was the yeah. meeting spot or you met them the next day at work. Claire, and Claire's that's just how it was. When, when Claire realizes she has to walk home, her whole body language is so spot on. That like slow, right. like, I'm not going to get there fast no matter how hard I try. So fuck yeah. it. Just, just gonna watch. Also, don't, don't, <laughs> they used exactly yeah. what we did, which was you use pay phones. Yeah, it was very authentic. Or you went to like very the authentic. diner. You knew you had a book of numbers if you couldn't remember mm-hmm. your friends or you remembered them. And you, you said, okay, can I use you know, a cup of coffee? Can I use your phone? And you called, you know, whoever, you know, like you still did it. It's just, you know, it's not it's not in the palm of your hand. That's the thing. Like it doesn't yeah. suck for me and it doesn't suck for any of us. But I am I'm like dying to know if it sucks to the impartial you know, well, independent. Well, how young are the we'll other guys? We'll revisit, on the we'll revisit this one when 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 the twelve year old yeah. is like sixteen or seventeen, old enough. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if this is a movie that even like it's still somewhat indie in a way. Like I think it would still read, in my opinion, to like no, but I don't know in their twenties. Even anyone has even heard of it, like. Yeah, Emily and I just did a club gig, which is the, you know, what happened after raving and everything. And it was a gigantic gig where we were dressed up in outfits and we were around still people and we would come out in the club during the confetti party and protect the stilt walkers, <laughs> but you were all this different stuff and all the same shit was still happening. There was yeah. like, just stop right there. Come out right. In the cl- I got to do, I got to pick my present. movie. We got two minutes. Yeah. I got to pick. Yeah, my we were rotating, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, we're still next. rotating. Okay. Um, I'm picking, I've done a lot of thought and I have a whole list and, but this is my favorite pick for spooky season coming up for Halloween. I'm picking one of my favorite spooky movies, the much maligned and horribly reviewed absolute fucking banger of a movie called the happening by M night Shyamalan. Josh, why did no. you pick that? It's about the trees. It's a fucking incredible movie. I'm dying on this hill and I'm going to, at least one of you, at least one of you is going to agree with me. I'm going to turn at least uh, one of you guys. And one of you guys is going to be like, Holy shit. J bone was right. This movie fucking rules. It's I awesome. like M, M, M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Mark Wahlberg as Mark a Wahlberg. high school science teacher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I've seen this one. There to be and out trees control. that want to kill you. It's an awesome fucking movie. I'm oh, so spoiler trees. You're raping people. How's your mother? Zoe or Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> the trees. we got to run from these fucking yeah. trees. <laughs> these trees. we got to go. Trees. How's your mother? There are two of the best scenes in horror movie history are in this movie. Boom. I said it. It's okay. awesome. Uh, all right. So that's what we're right. at. Suzanne, uh, thank you for Molly being right on. now. You're on the happening. Molly. M. Night Shalama Lama. 
Shamalama ding dong. <laughs> and it's on. All right. Good to see you. Thank God. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Bye. 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 Go. Hi. 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 Hey. This is the intro. No, don't say anything. Let me start. Sorry. Everybody shut up. Hi, I'm shut up. It's just this is what we And then I say my name. No, so everybody. Shut up. She, 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 everyone has to shut understand. up. All right, sorry, sorry. Up, up, up in your ear. Podcast Network.